Life Audio. Faith Over Fear is brought to you by Life Audio and is part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Hello, and welcome to the Faith Over Fear podcast, where we attack our most pervasive fears with truth, because life's too short for any of us to live enslaved. I'm Ava Pennington. And I'm Kelly Campbell. And here at Faith Over Fear, we're passionate about helping God's children live in freedom. We'd love to connect with you online or on social media. Just visit our show notes to learn how to connect with us. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Today, we're continuing our series of episodes on the life of Abraham as we examine the various fears he experienced and how God met them with grace and with love. You know, Kelly, it's easy to trust God when things are going well, when we're safe, when we have the financial resources we need, when our health is good, when the job is going great. But what happens when we're suddenly hit with traumatic and unexpected news? News that introduces a situation way above our ability to handle. A serious health diagnosis, a job loss, unexpected bills. At that moment, fear can creep in. And in fact, sometimes it can rush in like a flood. Oh, I absolutely agree with that. I, I was, I, I was going to add that sometimes it doesn't creep. It comes rushing in like a bull. Uh, and I'm sure that our listeners can agree. Well, something like that happened to me recently. I recently went for a routine annual exam, and the x-ray revealed something suspicious. A follow-up test revealed that it was probably nothing. And in fact, that's actually the word they used on the the letter that I received back, that it's probably nothing. That is advised. Yeah, really. I just, you know, if they think that's comforting, not so much. But I was advised to schedule another test in six months. And I have to confess to you, fear kicked in. The fear that something dangerous is growing in my body. The fear that although I trust God to take care of me, what if he doesn't in in this situation? Now, I knew better, but still the fear just attacked. And even the fear that if a medical condition is already there, then I'm already stuck. And that led to a couple of sleepless nights. And 
until, until I very intentionally reminded myself that if it is indeed a problem, God will either bring healing or he will give me the grace to walk through this experience as I trust him to take care of me, just as his word promises. Because as we're going to see in this passage, he is bigger than my problem. Oh, that bears repeating. Our God is bigger than any problem. And that is so true. And it does make me think of the story that we're going to go over today. And just to kind of remind our listeners, at this point, Abraham, who's still known as Abram, has taken this huge leap of faith and stepped away from his family, his homeland, to a land. God did not tell him where he was going. He just said, go. And he took his nephew Lot with him. And after a while, the households and their sheep and the cattle and everything they owned got too big for one piece of land. So they decided to split. One was off. And Abraham, even though he was the elder, he allowed Lot first choice. And Lot, being young, chose the land that he thought looked the best. He saw, he saw a better piece of land for himself as far as pasture goes, and he chose to go that way. And Abram, being so gracious, said no problem, he went the other way. But what Lot didn't see was that that land was right outside of Sodom, and it was a piece of land right in between the conflict of two local kings. And before he knew it, he was caught up in this war that he couldn't see from the surface. And next thing he knows is him, his household, all of his livestock, all of his possessions, they're taken captive. They are moved away. And I can't help, and this is the theology according to Kelly, I can't help but think because Abel had already been beat so much, because he had taken his deep leap of faith, I can't help but think that he thought the same thing. Now, this is a terrible situation. And now I'm going to have to stop what I'm doing. And because he is my nephew and I am responsible for it, I'm going to have to go rescue him. But God, God is bigger than this problem. This is not going to derail the plans that God has for our lives. And it has a really wonderful ending. Ava, do you mind reading the scriptures book today? Uh, and just to see how this ends. Okay, so we're reading from Genesis fourteen seventeen through 15, 1. And we pick up where Abram is returning from his victory. He had rescued his nephew. So verse 17 starts with, after Abram returned from defeating Keterleomer and the kings allied with him, the king of Sodom came out to meet him in the valley of Sheve, that is, the king's valley. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was priest of God Most High, and he blessed Abram, saying, Blessed be Abram by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth. And blessed be God Most High, who delivered your enemies into your hand. Then Abram gave him a tenth of everything. The king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the people and keep the goods for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, I've raised my hand to the Lord, God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, and have taken an oath that I will accept nothing belonging to you, not even a thread or the thong of a sandal so that you will never be able to say, I made Abram rich. I will accept nothing but what my men have eaten 
and the share that belongs to the men who went with me, to Aner, Eshkol, and Mamre. Let them have their share. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. I love how sometimes verses sound so simple, but when you really dig into the history, these were not small kingdoms. Wolves are huge kingdoms with armies of thousands. And here goes Abram. He sends out several hundred men and he defeats them all. You know, in the ancient world, people believed that physical boundaries governed deities. So you had these various kings over their own territory and each had their respective gods. And they believed that those specific territories limited each nation's gods. So if one nation conquered another, it meant their god crossed beyond their own territory and was stronger than their opponent's god. And so into this situation, along comes Abram, who belonged to El Elyon, God Most High. And we heard in the passage that name, God Most High, repeated a couple of times. But there's actually repetition in the name itself. In the Hebrew, El Elyon, we have the the repetition of El, El El. And that emphasizes God's power and might. He's the mightiest of the mighty, the strongest of the strong. He's creator and owner of all things, stronger than anything in the physical or the spiritual world. And neither geographical or spiritual boundaries could stop the most high God from giving Abram victory over the kings that had kidnapped Lot. That's right. And it's interesting when you realize that it was Melchizedek that did that, because Melchizedek was an interesting character who was the king of Salem, but he was also a priest of the Most High God. That's very unusual in fact, this is the only time that this happens, because usually king and the high priest are two separate people. So for him to be one, and to be the king of Salem, which means peace, and his name means king of righteousness, this was an important man. And he blessed Abraham. He blessed him. Abraham, usually people would have to come and pay tribute to the kings and to the priests. But he humbled himself and he blessed Abraham. And he blessed him in the name of El Elyon. And I completely believe you. What he was saying was, we serve a God that is not going to share with anybody else. It's not going to share power. It's not going to share land. You know, this, he is the God above all gods, being powers, whatever. He is exalted over all things. And I love that God chose this place in scripture to reveal his name, El Elyon a place where you had this conflict between kings. And so in the ancient world, if it was between kings, they viewed it as being between gods as well. And here God steps in and he says, listen, folks, it's not a matter of, oh, your God is stronger than mine. It's a matter of I am stronger and greater and higher than anything and anyone you could ever imagine so beautiful and i also just 
blessing really kind of serves as the stealing of a covenant. This is really where God, you remember Abraham set off not knowing where he was going. And this is really God saying, I will provide for you. You are walking in the path that I want you to walk. And I am here. And there is significance to this calling. And, you know, the account could have ended with Abram's military victory. I mean, he rescued Lot, came back victorious. Or the passage could have ended with Melchizedek's blessing. But it didn't. Because Abram's understanding of God as the most high God caused him to trust the Lord beyond the actual battle. Because after Melchizedek comes with the blessing, we see that the king of Sodom makes an offer to Abram. And it was a sizable reward. He could have all of the spoils that he had gathered from the battle. But Abram didn't have to think twice about declining the offer. Abram realized El Elyon was powerful enough to care for him in every area of life, military conquests as well as day-to-day finances. But, you know, Kelly, we talk about fear, right? And Abram could have feared rejecting the king's offer. I mean, there are so many places he could have feared here. He could have feared going into battle and trying to rescue Lot. He could have feared rejecting the king's offer because that was not something you did lightly. This is a powerful man. And so here's another opportunity for fear to overwhelm Abram because he's rejected the offer. So I don't know, would he have to live the rest of his life looking over his shoulder, waiting for the king of Sodom to attack him next for offending him, for insulting him? But I love God's next words in chapter 15, verse 1. Because God reminded Abram he didn't need to fear the king of Sodom. He didn't need to fear possible retaliation from the alliance of kings he had defeated. Because there's another fear, right? He's defeated these kings. Are they going to come back at him? Because in 15 verse 1, God first told Abram not to fear. And then he told him why. Because God himself would be Abram's shield. And God himself would be Abram's reward, a greater reward than anything any earthly king could give him. And I think it's important to remember that the way the Genesis was written, it wasn't broken down into chapters and verse. That came much later when an English Western Bible got written. So really, that's all one story. And you're right. That's really where it ends. And it's so important to understand that because you're right, this is God's assurance that he is with them no matter what. And the great thing is this assurance of God's faithfulness is something that we today hold on to for hope and comfort. So it's such a beautiful passage. So I think though that there's, there's so many relevant applications for us today. Thinking about how we can get complacent in a state of blessing that can lure us into a state of self-sufficiency. I mean, Abram just came off a big victory, right? And then he gets this blessing from Melchizedek. So he could have decided that he needed to take care of himself, that it was up to him to take care of himself. And since the king of Sodom was offering, why not accept? But Abram kept his focus on his relationship with the Most High God, and he committed himself to depending on God alone to take care of him. 
what a lesson that is for me, Kelly. Amen. And the great thing, again, what I love about God's word is that these are seemingly nine verses that honestly might glaze over, but we could talk for another hour just the in-depth um, applications and how God is working and how Matilda's points to Jesus. And it's just a beautiful piece of passage. And I hope listeners that you need to take some time and really meditate in this. But we're going to close up. I'd like to pray with us about that's okay, Ava. Oh, absolutely. Thank you, Ray So, Father, we are just so grateful that you are indeed Elion, that there's nothing that we walk with fear because there is nothing that is too big for you to handle. And there's nothing too small for you to handle. So I'm just asking today, Lord, that you share this story and this piece of belonging to you and to us to put our minds, as Ava started, intentionally on knowing that you hold our problems, that we don't have to. And we just love you and we praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much, Kelly. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. I hope this episode deepened your understanding of God and helped you rest more fully in His grace. And if you haven't already done so, we encourage you to subscribe to this podcast. Then you won't miss a single episode. And be sure to share it on social media. We'd be very encouraged if you would rate it as well. That helps others find it. So until next time, may you live with the courage of one who has truly, truly been set free. Faith Over Fear is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. God invites us to cultivate thankful hearts by turning our eyes toward Him in good times and bad. To listen to more Abide Christian Meditations, just go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Abide Christian Meditation. You can also download the Abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com.